Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. An abbreviated show today due to Twins Fest. Great day at Target Field. The event was sold out, so a great crowd and a lot of great guests here on the radio. And, of course, that will be available, if it's not already, at the website, WCCORadio.com. If you missed any part of Twins Fest, a lot of great interviews. Uh, the newest Hall of Famer, Joe Maurer, right out of the gate with Chad Hartman on the show. A lot of great guests today. Benita was there. Henry Lake was there. Jason DeRosha closed out the show. We heard from... Uh, the big new TV voice, Corey Provis, uh, the uh, full-time radio voice, Chris Atterbury. So uh, a lot going on there. A little bit later on in the hour, uh, we're going to talk Hockey Day Minnesota. It's up in War Road today. And Jess Myers, uh, he is a War Road guy, and he's going to join us from his hometown from the rink live at about 5.20 today. And don't forget, it is Championship Sunday, the AFC and the NFC Championship Games, and we will have a preview of that at about 5.35 today. Uh, Talk Timberwolves, some of the other headlines are playing golf on a lovely day in San Diego at Torrey Pines today. A third round of that tournament they had a ton of rain there earlier in the week some flooding etc but uh, the weather looks really good at Torrey Pines in the San Diego area today as uh, the the PGA Tour hits the mainland and and I would think this West Coast swing is about as good as it gets when it comes to the PGA Tour of course they head for Florida and then the tune-ups for the Masters but uh, you've got Torrey Pines they're going to be going to Pebble Beach They've got uh, the tournament in Scottsdale, uh, the waste management down there. And then, of course, they close out the swing at Riviera uh, in the L.A. area and Pacific Palisades. So some great golf and some great visuals from the West Coast for sure. Uh, We talked a lot of MLB, and we thought, let's keep it going and bring in Bob Nightingale. And, of course, uh, Bob Nightingale uh, is joined us from time to time. And uh, Bob is an Odyssey MLB insider, and insider calls are presented by BetQL. Get access to data and insights the sports books don't want you to see. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. Bob, good to visit with you. Yeah, you too, Steve. The uh, yeah. waste management open every year in Phoenix, and uh, it's a blast. It's, it's a fun thing. Is, you know, it's the same week as Super Bowl week every year. 
And uh, this is fun as I've been to, as you'll ever been to. Yeah, and do you, do you ever go hang out at that par three? What is it, 16 maybe? 16th hole, that's where I yeah. say. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's it, it, it a, the party of all parties. And, uh, you know, last year the Super Bowl was here too. Yeah. So it was uh, outrageous. But, no, it's a uh, – you'll run into hundreds and hundreds of athletes and entertainers. Everybody kind of hangs out at that tournament. Yeah, it, it is a great event. And I remember a year ago it went to a playoff, and the playoff continued almost all the way up to kickoff. I, I thought the timing was great. I didn't have to spend any time on the stupid pregame show. I could watch golf and then switch it over out of the big game. It, the, the timing was almost perfect. So, <laughs> Yeah, people enjoy it. I mean, that, what yeah. is wrong? I think like 850,000 people oh. at that tournament. I mean, it's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, my mom and dad live down there in the winter months. They live east to Scottsdale out in the desert. Uh, and they, they say it's just absolutely insane during tournament week. I mean, going anywhere near Scottsdale or the course, it's just, it's just a zoo. Of that week. Yeah, so, no, it, it is. Your parents are right. Uh, Bob, always good to visit with you. And earlier in the day, we talked to one of the newest Hall of Famers, uh, Joe Maurer. And USA Today, your paper, uh, shared all, all the folks that, that write for USA Today and, and shared the ballots, you, you and your uh, colleagues there. I, I didn't know this. I didn't know you've been around this long. 28 years of voting for the Hall of Fame, Bob. Yeah, I started in, uh, you know, it could have been 27. I try to figure out 27 or 28, but I started in 1986, coming to the Royals yeah. with the, uh, you know, those, uh, you know, great teams with the, uh, you know, George Brett and Willie Wilson, Frank White, Al McRae, uh, Quisenberry. Yeah, it was a, uh, it was a blast. It was kind of, you know, like covering the Twins back in the day, too, yeah. as far as, you know, the, you know, just a, a small town team. And uh, you got very close to them. So, yeah, I had a great time covering them. Yeah, so so Bob, you you've been voting, and you you voted for a couple of them. Carlo or uh, uh, Adrian Beltre and Todd Helton got into the Hall of Fame with Joe Maurer. Joe didn't get your vote, and I was just a little curious about that. I was uh, I was going to vote for him, uh, just not the first ballot. My yeah. thing was, you know, really the only there's only been two catchers ever, you know, uh, you know Johnny Bench and Pudge Rodriguez. And, you know, never thought, you know, Joe Maurer is in that class. But I also thought Joe deserves to get in one day because certainly uh, Buster Posey does. And, you know, Joe's numbers are better than Posey. Yanni Molina, I think, is the best defensive catcher in the last 50 or 60 years. Uh, so Molina for sure. But, yeah, that's one reason. It was just such a short career yeah. a- as a catcher. And, uh, you know, he was, you know, first baseman hitting, you know, seven, eight home runs and you know, driving in 50. But just the first ballot. I was going to vote for him next year. But I said, you know what, I'm not going to go a first ballot with Joe. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, one guy that was a shoe-in uh, this year for the Hall of Fame, and that was Adrian Beltre. What a terrific player. And you, you look at baseball reference and you kind of go through his career you know, super durable, went over 3,000 career hits, an outstanding defensive third baseman. I mean, he, he really had it all. And he's one of those guys that goes in and maybe didn't get enough credit for how good he was during his career. Well, the funny thing about his career, Steve, is uh, I was covering the uh, Dodgers back then when he first came up, and yeah. he was, uh, you know, unbelievable with the Dodgers. He signs a big contract to Seattle Mariners. It was a bust. Uh, he yeah. wasn't that good at all. It's like, oh, my God, 
uh, one of the biggest busts of all time, you know, with, with the contract. And then he goes to Boston for one year, turns it on, and then, of course, goes to Texas and then, uh, you know, shows he's a Hall of Fame player. But, you know, when he was in Seattle there, it wasn't like, hey, we're watching a Hall of Famer the whole time. He didn't become really a Hall of Famer until he turned around, turned his career around in Texas. Yeah, and but but really a terrific career and had a lot of the ingredients. You know, once again, typically three thousand hits that that's a shoe in, but but there were other things about him that that clearly put him over the top, and that's why, you know, he he was just never in any doubt this year getting into the hall. No, and you talk to teammates. I talked to John Lester. He was at a golf tournament about a week ago, and uh, John John just played with him the one year in Boston. And he said, just incredible, you know, the injuries and the pain this guy would play through. So he says, obviously, he had to be playing through pain in Seattle. And I love the fact, you know, guys play through pain and stuff. You know, it's not like, hey, I'm going to wait till I'm 100%. I'm going to sit out the next two months until I feel that good. You know, nobody feels 100%, you know, after opening day. Right. So uh, he was beloved by his teammates. So, you know, great guy. He loved the game. Uh, had fun with the game, you know, moving on deck circle with Jerry Davis is kicking him out of the game, you know, things like that. But, yeah, just a uh, a real good guy, but beloved by his teammates. Yeah, and the other one we want to bring up, because all week we've heard about Joe Maurer since the announcement on Tuesday night, and everyone's so familiar in these parts about what Joe did during his career. And, you know, not only that, really kind of grew up with him because he was that three-sport star at Creighton-Durham Hall with the football, the basketball, and then obviously the baseball, and then uh, the, the, the Twins pick him and he spends his t- entire career. But Todd Helton was the other one, just shy of, 80%, more than enough to get into the Hall of Fame. Your, your thoughts on Todd Helton, Bob? Yeah, that was a uh, kind of a crazy thing where you thought that Morrow's a shoe in and Helton would be, you know, uh, iffy and turn, you know, the other way around. Uh, Helton's case, you know, I didn't vote for him for a long time either. It just bothered me they only had, you know, 359 or 369 home runs, you know, playing that course field. And so I always tell the Rockies people, I'm not going to vote for Todd Helton until Fred McGriff gets in. Because, you know, it bothered me that McGriff wasn't in, 493 home runs, every year 30 and 100. And then once McGriff got in, you know, through the Veterans Committee, I said, okay, I'll vote, I'll vote for Todd Helton. So, yeah, nice, nice career. Uh, you know, he's, you know, he was from a, uh, you know, went to, you know, he said University of Tennessee and stuff, wasn't like a homegrown kid like Maurer. But I still remember. I remember, uh, I think it was living in Minneapolis at the time where, you know, when they uh, took Maurer over Mark Pryor. And the whole, the whole refrain in Minnesota was, oh, man, the Twins went cheap. Mark, you know, Mark Pryor should have been the number one pick, but they went the easier route. You know, it turned, around, turned, you know, it turned out to be the right call. Bob Nightingale joining us, Odyssey MLB Insiders, covered uh, the major leagues for a long time for USA Today. Uh, you, you talked about Billy Wagner as well. He came up a little bit short, but you feel like Billy is a shoe-in a year from now. I do. And, uh, you know, I didn't vote for Billy the first couple of years. It's like, man, only threw 900 innings, you know, didn't get 600 saves, didn't get 500 saves. But then talking to people and, you know, kind of, you know, hit me talking to scouts and uh, executives like this guy was striking out, you know, 12, 12 batters uh, every nine innings when guys were embarrassed to strike out. You know, it's not like, you know, not like now where everybody strikes out. I mean, it's apples and oranges the way it was. 
But guys were so embarrassed back in the day when Wagner pitched. And I say, you know what? You know, you're right. Yeah, he could have pitched a few more innings, which would have uh, solidified his case. Five vote for him, and you know, for him being uh, what five votes short, he'll he'll be in next year. Bob Nightingale joining us, Odyssey MLB Insider. So uh, generous with his time to join us here on News Talk A three O W C C O. Let's let's get into some of the hot stove league. Um, when when we visited before, we talked about you know the huge names. Obviously, Otani signing with the Dodgers and deferring all that money, etc. Um, do, do you expect things to heat up a little more as we move closer to pitchers and catchers reporting in Arizona and Florida? It, it's been kind of quiet as of late. Very quiet. I mean, you have to. I mean, these guys are you know are human. They you know the families want to know. Hey, where are we going to spend the summer? Hey, how about the kids in school? You know, where are we going to spend spring training? So things start to turn. It reminds me a lot of 2018, which is really slow going. I think four of the top five contracts were after uh, you know after February 5th, I think it was. Uh, so, you know, a lot of things. You know, like like Cody Bellinger does not he's never had a contract offer yet. Blake Snell had one at 150. So teams are just saying, you know what, we're going to wait for the price to come down. You know, it kind of reminds me of a few years ago, Steve. I went five six years ago, where Boston Red Sox offered J.D. Martinez five years at 110. And, uh, you know, him and Scott Boris Camp refused to move. And they just sat there saying, we're not budget. And sure enough, they came down to a price. So I think it's going to happen in this case, too. You know, when you got guys like, uh, you know, uh, uh, Cody Bellinger, you know, Blake Snell, uh, Jordan Montgomery, you know, that sort of thing. Do, do you still think, and we've, we've talked about this before, that, that the uncertainty on television deals with so many of the clubs is, is part of this? Yeah, the only one I'm really hearing about that, you know, and yeah, I know the Twins are going through that, is the Texas Rangers uh, yep. because they want Jordan Montgomery. Montgomery wants to go to Texas. That's the only one I really hear about. You know, I know San Diego's cutting back. They're cutting back, you know, no matter what. You know, last year was a complete disaster. You know, I know the Twins are hamstrung too, but it wasn't like they're going to play in the, you know, the big boys market here. But, yeah, I hear it more with Texas you know, yeah. than the other teams. Um. When when you look at who is available, you brought some names up there. Um, who who are some dominoes you're still waiting to see fall, Bob? That you know, if one or two of these guys go, it could open the floodgates, and teams are going to start jumping on free agents and filling out their their forty man. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure anything opens the floodgates, and we're seeing the uh, relievers get moved. Uh, yep. You know, Jock Peterson just signed as a DH. Uh, but remember, early on, it was just, you know, Boca, kind of bogus reporting like, hey, uh, you know, once Otani signs, it's going to open it up. No, it didn't. Yamo, Yamamoto, no, it didn't. Uh, you know, so very few. So I think even when, when Bellinger signs, I myself think he goes to the Cubs. I still think Matt Chapman goes to the, uh, you know, San Francisco Giants. Uh, you know, we'll see about uh, Blake Snell where he ends up. So I think they're all individual cases. I think we'll see the smaller guys move. You know, some of these, you know, outfielders and relievers, you know, looks like now the relief market, hey, if you're a good reliever, you're going to get between 8 and $9 million, that sort of thing. But just slow going. And I think it's, uh, you know, frustrating to fans. It's like, yeah. hey, we want to be like the NBA and NFL, like everything's in a two-week flourish. And, you know, we're not getting that. It's just drips and drabs. And, hey, we're going to see a bunch of guys still out there in spring training. 
but, you know, if you remember, Manny hey, Machado, I think, was spring training signing, and Bryce Harper definitely was. All right, Bob. Well, always good to visit with you. Thanks so much for the update, and uh, enjoy the waste management to open a couple of weeks from now down in Scottsdale, and hopefully we can do it again. All right, look forward to it. I'll, I'll be thinking about you in the 16th hole, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's on my bucket list. My brother and my uh, and his wife went down there one year, and they, they had a great time. So one of these years. Uh, uh, yeah, I well, last year with the uh, Latroy Hawkins. Latroy had never, you know, the former twin, obviously, had never been. And he says, oh, my God, I have no idea it was this, it was this fun. <laughs> so it's, it's, it is a blast. Yeah, yeah. My, my brother had some photos, and they just said it, it was a really good time. So one of, yeah. one of these years. Thanks, Bob. Okay, okay. Come on down. <laughs> yeah. There he is, Bob Nightingale, Odyssey MLB Insider. And insider calls are presented by BetQL. BetQL is here to help us all make better bets through real proven analytics. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. Quick break. We'll come back. Jess Myers from the rink live. Yes, he is at a rink in his hometown of War Road, Ataki Day. We'll get an update with Jess in a moment here on News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. It is Hockey Day in War Road. And Jess Myers joins us from the rink live. And how fitting. Jess, give us a scene setter. This is absolutely surreal, Steve. Um, we had bright sunshine today for the earlier games, and a lot of melting snow, actually. A little slushy it got. Wow. In, in about 30 degrees in Warroad in January, which is rare. And then once the sun started to go down and started to get colder, we had this layer of fog roll in. And with the sun setting... And this misty fog as the teams came out on the ice, Warroad and Roseau, you know, probably the greatest high school rivalry in Minnesota, if not in the whole country, when it comes to high school hockey. Uh, as the teams are coming out, this it's almost like a smoke machine was turned on. Ah. And, you know, the, the, the stands are packed, like absolutely packed. You cannot find a place to sit here. A lot of people who paid for tickets are watching it on big screen TV right now because uh, it, it is so crowded here with with Warroad fans, with Roseau fans, and with folks from all over the state who have made the trip all the way up here to six miles from the Canadian border for Hockey Day. And i got to tell you, Steve, they're having it in Shakopee next year. they got some work to do if they're going to top this because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a biased old Warroad kid, but uh, Hockey Town USA has done an incredible job hosting this event. Yeah, it, it, it's got to be great. And you've done a phenomenal job on the social media capturing all the festivities. I mean, you've got former Olympians there. I mean, really the who's who of the game have been in War Road. It's really cool. Yeah, it was just amazing walking through, like, the VIP tent last night. Oh, there's Dave Christian from the 1980 team. Oh, there's Neil Broughton from the 1980 team. Oh, there's a, you know, a guy who won a silver medal. There's a guy who used to coach you know, the University of North Dakota. I mean, it's, yeah. just, it's like a who's who in hockey here. It's a lot of fun. Now, now Neil Broughton in War Road, how does that work? Well, you know, Rozo has been a big part of this event. War, you know, War Road is the community host, but one thing they did a really nice job of is they involved Badette and Lake of the Woods High School, which is 36 miles one way, and they involved Rozo and, and all of their kind of youth hockey and high school hockey, which is 22 miles the other way. And part of that was out of necessity because they needed hotel rooms and they needed you know places for people to stay. Yeah. 
but it really has been kind of a region-wide event, even though Warroad is, you know, the, the, the official city host. Uh, Roseau and Lake of the Woods have had a, a lot to do with this event as well. Well, very, very cool. Congrats to your hometown. It's looked great on TV, and that's really cool. And by the way, after all the festivities up there, uh, the day ends with uh, the Wild taking on uh, the Ducks in St. Paul. Yep, yep. and uh, the Gophers got a win today. Yeah. Just one of the toughest losses they've had all season. Last night, up 2 nothing in the third period. Uh, they give up three goals, and the last one was four seconds left in the game. Just a, just a crusher for this Gopher team that had won five in a row to that point. I think they were a little angry today because they came out and stomped Michigan State 5-1 to one in East Lansing. So uh, getting back on track a little bit, I will say this. I think the Big Ten title is getting a little further and further out of reach all the time. But uh, they've got a, a series at Wisconsin next weekend, and that will go a lot to determine where they're going to finish in the, in the league standing. All right. When do you really start to look at the pairwise? I think, you know, I always say I want to wait until after Christmas. A lot of okay. folks now are starting to wait until after Thanksgiving, which I think is a little early. But <laughs> yeah. if you look at the pairwise, they're right in that 9, 10, 11 range, which is pretty safe. You want, you want to be 12 or better. Um if you get to 13-14, then you're on the bubble. Then you're at risk. So yep. uh, today was a good pairwise win because uh, Michigan State is ranked ahead of them, and to go into their building and win decisively like they did, I, I think that that'll look good in, in, the, in the computer rankings and all of that. All right, a couple others before we let you get back to Rosa Warroad uh, in Warroad for Hockey Day today. And that is uh, Golden Gopher Women. It looks like they're starting to recover from that 13-1 last uh, weekend against Ohio State against Ritter. They, they sweep at Bemidji, and then uh, they take care of business against uh, Minnesota State. That was a home-and-home, and, home, and they had to go to overtime to get it done today. Yep, absolutely. And, you know, you talk to Brad Frost about games like that, he doesn't mind those because he thinks you learn from tight games where you have to pay attention to every shift and nothing comes easily. So that was maybe a good sign for this Gopher team that they're, they're starting to kind of rebuild things. You know, for Brad Frost, it was kind of a recovery too. He missed the series last weekend because he yep. had an illness and had to have a kind of a minor surgery that delayed him out for a little while, but he was happy to be back with the team uh, last week and behind the bench this weekend. So good to have him back as well. And then uh, Tommy's at Ritter next weekend. Gophers, Tommy's, that'll be good. Yeah, it will be. And when they, they played at XL to, to start the season, and the Gophers really had their way with the Tommies, which not a lot of people expected because this is the Tommies program. Seems like we talk about them every week, Steve, that is really on the grow, getting more and more uh, local talent, Minnesota talent to come in here and, and play for an up-and-coming program. And that's kind of fun to see that, that competition right here in the Twin Cities. Well, Jazz, uh, enjoy uh, time in the hometown and the hockey day. Once again, it looks really, really cool. Second period underway, Warroad up 2 nothing on Rozo, and uh, maybe should have been 3 nothing in the first period, but uh, but this is a good one, and it always is when these two teams get together. It doesn't matter the venue, doesn't matter the records. Just having it on Hockey Day makes it all that much more special, I think. And in reality, I think they got lucky with the weather because end of January in Warroad, it, it could have been 20 below. Easy. Last week... Last weekend it was below zero. Next weekend it's going to be in the 40s. So they said they, they picked absolutely the perfect weekend right. because, like I say, it got to be about 30 today. It was sunny. It was just a beautiful day. Uh, it couldn't have been any better, really. 
Well, that's cool, Jez. Thanks for the update. All right. Good to talk to you, Steve. All right. There he is, Jez Myers from the rink live in Warroad. Hockey day, by the way. Uh, Wild and Ducks tonight in St. Paul. Close it out a little bit later. Start. They'll get going at 8 o'clock in St. Paul tonight. Quick break. We'll have an update on the weather. And then we'll preview Championship Sunday. AFC, NFC, the Super Bowl teams will be determined tomorrow. We'll get into that in a moment here on News Talk. E3OW. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. A friendly reminder, if you missed, or missed any of our Twins Fest coverage, it is available online at WCCRadio.com. We got it started at 11 a.m., Chad Hartman, right out of the gate, always gets the big guess. Uh, Hall of Famer Joe Maurer uh, stopped by, along with Corey Provis. And then, of course, uh, Henry Lake was out there, Jason DeRush, Benito Sakar, all of that uh, available at the website, WCCORadio.com. And here we go, the countdown to pitchers and catchers. Earlier this hour, we visited with Bob Nightingale, Odyssey MLB insider on the john schuster coldwell banker hotline and then jez myers from the rink live yes uh his hometown of war road for hockey day minnesota and now we turn our sights on the nfl and and i sent this out and i talked about it a great deal a week ago i i think the greatest weekend in pro football was last weekend yeah four games over two days uh, the divisional round, I just think, is phenomenal. But Sunday isn't bad, with the winners going to the Super Bowl this year in Las Vegas. AFC Championship game first. Uh, tons of storylines, as you might expect, in that. And then, of course, uh, the nightcap, the NFC Championship game. Our producer is Josh Wheeler. L- let's start with the early game, be- because we need to spend some time and close it out with Lions-Niners. Uh, let's just follow the schedule. And the early game, 2 o'clock, CBS, Kansas City, and Baltimore. And there's one thing I noticed on the golf coverage, just a sidebar. I would assume Jim Nance and Tony Romo are calling the game in Baltimore tomorrow at 2 o'clock. You'd expect it. It's on CBS. They're the number one team. And when the golf went on the air today from Torrey Pines in San Diego, Jim Nance was covering it. I'm like, so he's flying cross country when the golf coverage ends today. 
But if you look carefully, Jim was never on camera. He was in front of his CBS banner. So I think he was actually calling the golf today from Baltimore. I haven't been able to confirm that. But there was never him like on the tower on um, 18 with the analyst, and I think it's Trevor Immelman. So, so it was never side-by-side side on the tower. So I think Nance is calling the golf from Torrey Pines from Baltimore. And I wonder if he's going to do the same. He can't do the same tomorrow. So I, I don't know what they're going to do with the golf. I would assume the final round is going to be on Golf Channel uh, with uh, with Chiefs and Ravens tomorrow afternoon. Anyway. Way, way to pull back the curtain, Steve. Way to go. You had all, Everybody was fooled. Up until no now, one was fooled. You had to pull back the curtain and show what everybody has been doing, especially since COVID, when you can all of a sudden, you know, you know, go take a number two in the bathroom and put put a banner behind you and pretty much do a whole sports TV show from your bathroom. You, you're, yeah. you're you're killing the bit. You're killing. No, the I, I'm not trying to kill the bit. <laughs> I I just think it's ingenious. Oh yeah. That they have Nance doing this now. Now I would assume with the football game tomorrow that. And I haven't looked at the schedule or anything. I guess it doesn't matter. But I would assume the final round will be on Golf Channel head-to-head with the AFC Championship game. Now, we've got Kansas City and we have Baltimore. A week ago, the storyline, Patrick Holmes has never played a true road game in the playoffs. It's either been at home at Arrowhead or at a neutral site, the Super Bowl. So he goes on the road, they play a great game, and they beat, the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo, another heartbreaker for the Bills, a tortured fan base, etc. So I I just think Mahomes was phenomenal and is a living legend of the game already. I, I, I know it it's crazy to say this because he has still so much career to play. I mean, I still think he's already one of the great quarterbacks in the history of the yeah. NFL. It, if, it's if crazy he, that it's a four and a half spread too in favor of Baltimore right now because yeah. that's the that's kind of the thing that's kind of my thought process with the two is we're talking about Patrick Mahomes who I would yeah. I wouldn't place a dime on a bet against him no matter how bad their team has been this year it's still Patrick Mahomes <laughs> yeah so so you got Brady you got Montana you could put Peyton Manning John Elway I mean there's others don't get me wrong. I I think by any measure, already in his career, for me he's a top five guy all time NFL quarterback. If if he retired after this game or after the Super Bowl win or lose, wherever their season ends, he's still one of the all time greats. And I don't yeah. think that's that that's going out on limb. He he for me when it comes to the NFL. I, I want to watch him play. He's my favorite player. He, he, in a league that has a lot of great stars, and a lot of them are quarterbacks, certainly there's some defensive players as well. And that's, you know, Lamar Jackson is terrific as well and finally got the big payday, et cetera, and is locked in, and the Ravens are the number one seed, and they're at home, and they deserve all of that. But Patrick Mahomes is phenomenal. Now, with that said... I, I think this game is even, and I'm a little bit surprised that the Ravens, I agree with you, um, that that they're favored by more than a field goal in this game. I, I think it's a flip the coin. 
You know, it's it's yeah. going to come down to, you know, who turns it over. In my opinion, it's it's clearly going to come down to plus minus in the turnover category. In my opinion, well, and I think uh, honestly, I think the wild card in this matchup too, and I think a lot of people are forgetting about it. And he kind of showed it on uh, what was it Sunday that they played. Uh, it's his name is Travis Kelsey. Uh, he is just playing some of his best football right now. Uh, they the Bills had no chance of defending him last week. And yeah, it's just been it's it's kind of been Chiefs. This Chiefs Ravens thing is going to be phenomenal. Yeah, it, it is. It is a great game. It is in Baltimore, and once again, um, and I I wouldn't be disappointed. And you, you've got Jackson, who's terrific. Uh, maybe the Ravens are a little bit better defensively, but I was kind of surprised, you know, how stout Kansas City was when it really mattered in that game against Buffalo. So I, th- th- this is going to be a terrific, and it, and with all due respect to, to the Buffalo Bills, uh, Baltimore-Kansas City is probably the best two teams in the AFC, even though Kansas City was the three seed. Uh, the, 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 Bills, um, the Bills are probably three in, in the AFC, so... Yeah. I, I think this is a good matchup. I I just can't pick against Patrick Mahomes. No, I can't. I don't think, I don't think you can place a safe bet against Patrick Mahomes. No. Uh, it, it's just Lamar's not been anywhere near this situation before. I'm not taking anything away from the former MVP and might even be a, a second, get a second one this season. He's, but yeah. we're, it's Patrick Mahomes. It's Travis Kelsey. It's an organization that has been here, done that, and – there's been plenty of times in the past where we've counted them out in this very same situation, and guess what? They ended up in the Super Bowl. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, you know, rewind the clock. I know last year Travis Kelsey and others were like, "Oh my gosh, we, they counted us out. They they doubted us. Yeah, Nobody yeah. doubted you getting to the Super Bowl or winning the Super Bowl last year. If they did, they're making the same mistake that probably a lot of people are gonna make this weekend, and that's betting against the Chiefs. And it's it, you just shouldn't do it. It's it's Patrick Mahomes. It's there's just too many, too many, too many odds stacked against Baltimore. But we'll see. I think this will be a fun matchup. Yeah, it should be a good one. Two great coaches: Andy Reid, John Harbaugh. Of course, John's brother, uh, now the head coach of the L.A. Chargers. Jim has left Michigan. That was certainly a big story this week. All right, to the other game before we run out of time: NFC Championship game, five thirty on Fox. The Detroit Lions. And the San Francisco 49ers. Niners, a big favorite at seven. But in this one, we, we talked about, you know, the great Patrick Mahomes and, and the terrific Lamar Jackson. Here you have a couple of quarterbacks in Jared Goff and Brock Purdy where it, it's, it still comes down I, I think a great deal to quarterback play and quarterback play and not turning it over, et cetera. Here's another one. Purdy could be terrible, or is Purdy going to be the great game manager, protect the ball and not turn it over and put it in the hands of that 49er defense? If that transpires, I think the Niners win in cover. But if Purdy plays like he did against the Vikes here, <laughs> the Lions are going to the Super Bowl. And I will say this, and I know I angered you a little bit with 
with this post. I, I'm all in on the Lions. I'd, I'd love to see him get to the big game. It'd be a cool story. I, I yeah, think it would be. I'd um, love to see it. I, I think a lot of people are kind of looking at that as the whole picture, and then they kind of forget about uh, a very big superstar returning for the 49ers this weekend. His name is Debo Samuel, and I think yeah. – uh, He's going to come to play. Uh, he he's obviously is one of the most competitive guys in the NFC. You can kind of see it on his face the last week or two where he's just kind of been just kind of slouched over on the sidelines, just kind of waiting for his turn, chomping at the bit, if you will. I think that's how the, uh, how the saying goes. But I, I think the 49ers are going to be ready for this Cinderella story that's, you know, coming to play on, I think, yeah, Sunday. I forget, I forget yeah. both games are on Sunday. Um yeah, Detroit at home, it's just, you know, Baker and company found it out the hard way last weekend. It's a tough spot to play in. Um, and when you have Amon St. Brown, who is just – there's not too many offensive tools like him in the league. Amon Ross St. Brown is, is a very elite NFL player, and I think he was the key difference in kind of pushing them over that hump to get to this point. And I think that you know matching him up with uh, Debo offensively, it's gonna it's gonna create quite the uh, talker throughout the game on Sunday. Yeah, um, a lot of things are gonna need to go well for for the Lions to pull off the upset uh, at Levi's Stadium out in Santa Clara tomorrow. Uh, number one, Dan Campbell don't do anything dumb. I know the fans and the players love him. I, I, that still worries me. I brought it up going into that game with the Buccaneers a week ago. And then, of course, Jared Goff, same deal. You know, can he manage the game, avoid the big turnover, the stupid thing? I still think there's a number of NFL fans that, that don't trust Jared Goff as well. But it sure would be a great story. I want the Lions to win, but I think the 49ers get it done at home in Santa Clara. If I had to pick... Um, I, I pick a Kansas City, San Francisco Super Bowl in Las Vegas. You know to pick right now. Uh, that that's how I see it. Uh, Kansas City, San Francisco in the Super Bowl in Vegas. How about you? I think it's uh, about what I have to. I, All right. I, I, like I said, I love the Detroit story. I think it's cool. Oh yeah. Um, but it, it's <laughs> it's two teams that I just would not feel comfortable placing wagers against. Because yeah. For it's, sure. It's San Fran. Uh, though, here, here's what it's going to come down to, though. It's going to come down to uh, if Brock Purdy makes, because he's young, uh, we all know how young players love to kind of make these mistakes as they grow and mature as, as quarterbacks. He could make one bad pass, and that could be the deal. So, Yeah, that, that it, once again, quarterback play uh, in, in this one. You know, who, who has a better game? Once again, if, if we see the Purdy we saw here against the Vikings, the Niners are in trouble. All right, we got to take a break. We'll come back. We'll wrap it up. A uh, little bit of Timberwolves chatter, and then we'll say goodbye and abbreviated show because we had a ton of Twins Fest coverage. And once again, uh, highlights of that, podcasts, et cetera, available at WCCORadio.com. Now, we did get clarification from Chad Hartman that Jim Nance acknowledged he was in Baltimore. But see, the thing is, is I I was here in the studio prepping and didn't have the volume on. So I wondered if they were trying to fool anybody. So thanks, Chad. They fooled me. Yeah, well, no, I I didn't have the volume on. 
on the golf. Hey, you know what they call it's that? Just, you know he, they call he that went on they the, call that easy money. He's pulling pulling double double work. Might as well get it done. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, he's the big gun playing millions of dollars, flies private jets. Legendary. It, it just when when they went on the air with the golf today, I'm like, and. Truth be told, when they did go on the air, I think it was at 2 o'clock local time, Nance was kind of doing the voiceover. You know, here we are, the season of golf on CBS. And then I turned it down because I was doing some other stuff and, uh, you know, getting ready. And I, I turned the volume down and, and had Twins Fest on in the background for a while as well earlier in the day. So, so I didn't have the golf up beyond the open. So I didn't hear that disclaimer. So you weren't we following Hockey Day Minnesota? I, I, I was following okay. that as well. I, I mean, I was multitasking as much as I could. Uh, from Boston, uh, in uh, professional women's hockey league, uh, Boston beat Minnesota 4-3. to three. That is a final in overtime. They'll be in New York uh, tomorrow. By the way, Timberwolves, quick thought on the Timberwolves. They righted the ship after that ugly loss to the Hornets. Uh, they beat the Wizards. They beat the Nets on the road there in San Antonio. 7.30 start against the Spurs tonight. And that'll be on Valley Sports North if you're so interested. All right, we got to run mild overnight. Uh, Patchy fog alone near 28. Some fog in the morning. Otherwise, partly sunny and 39 on Sunday and a warm week on the way. Hey, Josh Wheeler, a big thanks to you uh, for all your help today. Of course. You're on the CCO. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.